Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 118. I'm Killian Vina. And I'm Zoe Belil Springer. It's that time of the month again where you can catch up on anything you've missed recently. This week, we'll discuss popular blogs, latest Forest FM episodes, product updates, and everything else in between. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us weekly for all your salon's business and marketing needs. So isn't that just so much fresher, Zoe? I love this intro. I know, like, we've spent about, what, close to half an hour on this? Always <laughs> of writing, right? <laughs> All because you didn't want to say in this week's episode. And then when we wrote up the spiel, we wrote up the three lines, and then halfway through it, you turn around and go, in this week's episode... <laughs> No, but it just sits better now there where it is now. Anyways, how are you? I hear it's been a busy weekend over in Ireland and in the UK, actually. Yeah, it's been been quite a few events going on. In Ireland, we had two alone. So just there at this weekend, we had the Irish Hairdressing Championships, which had a strong forest representation amongst the judges and competitors. And that took place in Croke Park. So for any GAA fans out there, that's... uh, the Irish national sport. Um, it took place in that stadium and we had a representative, Daryl Nataro, who's a field sales rep from Forest, who was presenting the Forest Junior Team of the Year Award. And I have to say, that one sounded like great fun. And the reason I say sounded like is because I live just across the road from Croke Park. <laughs> I was going to say, you could probably hear that. <laughs> I could. Uh, it was just like listening to an All-Ireland final. Um, <laughs> I was walking by on my way home and I could hear the cheers coming out of the stadium. So yeah, definitely a good presence going on in there. And then the second event we had was a Beauty UK show in Birmingham, which was the Salon Owners Forum. And that had our very own Siobhan Copeland presenting. So Siobhan, anyone that spoke to Siobhan about the packages in their grow department that's who she is. But you also had a bit going on yourself, Zoe. Yeah, well, like myself personally, not so much because I'm based out of Canada, but in North America, especially in the US, it was quite uh, quite eventful as well. There was a Modern Salons Data-Driven Salon Summit in Atlanta, and there was also the Santa Barbara Ember Retreat for hairstylists and makeup artists, which, I mean, the social media coverage of that, I, I've literally been going through my feed on Instagram and just been seeing that. Uh, but yeah, we weren't at the Ember Retreat, but we were at Data Driven. Um, actually, Connor Keppel, who is uh, the VP of Marketing and Growth at Forest, was speaking at it, and he was speaking on you know how to discover your next VIP clients. So how top salons can leverage data to attract and wow the best and most importantly the highest spending clients over uh, to your salon over the next three to five years. Other people that we knew who were there uh, were Steve Gomez, who we've had on the show twice now, uh, Gail Fulbright and David Lindy of Headlines the Salon. They were talking about managing your online reputation and playing nice with Yelp specifically. David, who most of you would know from listening to the very second episode this year on Forest FM, our panel talk at Inside Forest. And then also Stephanie Jackson, who we just were speaking to recently on Forest FM, and she was saying that she'd be at Data Driven speaking on the future of work. And that's exactly what she was doing there. Um, So yeah, very eventful as well. I guess it is the start of summer, though. So it's kind of like when everybody gets out of their houses and they're like, like, I don't know, hibernation state. Everyone gets out networking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, a lot of familiar names there. And am I right in saying that Connor did his presentation without a slide deck? 
Yes, uh, I heard he did. I'm not exactly sure how that happened and the details of it, but yes, I did hear that has happened. And we also had actually two other people from Forrest, Enda Glacken and Rich Cullen, also presenting at Data Driven, uh, but they were more on the kind of forward thinking innovation product side of things. So yeah, very, very insightful weekend, I think for everyone, Data Driven. Um, we were at it last year as well, and it was great fun. So definitely a good one. I believe their talk was a big success because the amount of people that were coming up to their table afterwards. So that's always a good sign. Okay, let's move on now from the events. And the first one we have is the Salon Management course. Yeah, I just wanted to drop this one in before we got into any further like blog topics and Forest FM episodes. We have a new learning opportunity that is open to everyone. So you know how like 30 Days to Grow, Salon Retail Week, you don't need software, you don't need to be a Forest client to participate. This is the same concept. So it's a six-week free program hosted by business strategist Valerie Delforge, and it's designed to help you develop your managerial and leadership skills. So how it works is essentially it's a six-week thing, but through email. So each week you'll receive an hour-long presentation that you can watch on your own time, and you'll also get a workbook that'll help you put new ideas and plans into place. So you kind of have to think about this course in sort of like a practical step-by-step game plan, I suppose, to review what you're currently doing, identify what's not doing so well, and you know, how to take action. Okay, so we've got a six-week step-by-step course. What can we expect each week? Sure. First week, how to manage your staff. Second week, we're looking at salons operations, so how to run them successfully. Are they running at the best of their capacity to begin with? Week three is on motivation, so how to motivate your salon team. Week four, we're talking about HR, recruitment, training. Five, we're talking about how to handle difficult staff or how Valerie calls them, uh, how to handle your flossies. (laughs) And uh, week six, transcending management, uh, we're looking at how to become an exceptional salon leader. So yeah, like I said, the course is powered by Forrest, but you don't need our software or actually any other software, uh, in fact, to take part. The course is entirely hosted online, so anyone with a laptop and an internet connection can sign up for it. The link is up in the episode show notes, so you simply have to click on register and you'll get your welcome email and then you'll be able to follow through for the six weeks and you'll be certified at the end of it. Oh, well, everyone loves a certificate. Otherwise, how do I have proof I finished something? Right? (laughs) Yeah, it's like accomplishment. It's a sense of accomplishment. But hey, listen, speaking of leadership, um, I was thinking about you this morning because I'm currently reading one of your favorite personal development books, which is uh, Turn the Ship Around by L. David Marquette. That's a great book. A really small book, but a really good book. I just think he just writes it so well. He does. Like, honestly, I'm not a big fan of war or like Navy or Army kind of stories. See, I love that. See, I'm not a big fan of that. I love boats and sailing and that kind of stories. But like, (laughs) if you get me into like the Army side of things, you kind of lose me oftentimes because it's just like too technical. But I think it's not so much kind of militarized as opposed, he's just showing you how like in the military, you're so restricted in what you can do. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. It's so well written in the sense that he's not like just giving you information about how things technically run in the military. It's just like on the leadership side of things, this is how we do things. And this is how I actually implemented change. Anyways, I'm happy I picked it up because honestly, I was looking for something kind of 
Not too heavy, but not too light either. I've actually just finished uh, The Obstacle is the Way, which was actually one that I fled through. It was so easy to read, but it was actually really, really good too. That's the book I read or book I listened to doing my first half marathon and it really got me through those last few kilometers. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say so, yeah. (laughs) I love how he splits things into three disciplines, the perception, the action, and then the will. It just makes so much sense. And listen, I think the one thing that struck me the most throughout the entire book, I'm going to have to read it out because I don't think I'll ever have better words than he has had to describe this, but he says, If persistence is attempting to solve difficult problems with dogged determination and hammering until the break occurs, then plenty of people can be said to be persistent. But perseverance is something larger. It's the long game. It's about what happens not in just round one, but in round two and every round after. And then the fight after that until the end. Persistence is an action. Perseverance is a matter of will. One is energy, the other endurance. I just thought it was brilliant and it just sums up the book so well. It is mad. It's like, I suppose when you're kind of young and you come out of college or if you've gone into a trade or whatever, you're young and you've kind of got an appetite for something and you, I suppose, especially kind of for our generation where we see all these people on Instagram, like um, there's influencers, there's bloggers and you're kind of looking at them going, oh, wow, they're doing keynote speaking when they're like 22 years of age or they've got their own multi-million euro company when they're 24 years of age. And you kind of feel like, what can I do now? You feel like you're constantly in a rush. But I suppose that bit older you get, you kind of realize it is about the long game. It's not like, what can I do now to change tomorrow? It's what can I do now that will benefit me in five years' time? It's like a game of golf, I suppose. <laughs> but it's it's like creating a flywheel um, that's in good to great as well. It's about little things that you do every day that will eventually build and build and build. And the wheel will just turn itself as opposed to trying to do big chunks of stuff now in a short time. And you could inevitably like burn out, essentially, if you just keep trying to live that way. Listen, so many people do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so many people do burn out. We know this for a fact. But yeah, it's a it's interesting perspective. If you haven't read The Obstacle is the Way uh, yet, I strongly recommend putting it on your reading list. It's by Ryan Holiday, who we actually had an interview with on Forest FM, the very first Forest FM episode this year. So episode 100. Mm-hmm. Now it's our most recent Forest FM episodes. So we have three of them. Well, as three them. I say it as if like we only did three. I suppose we can only fit three in a month because then we have this episode. <laughs> so I'll learn to start introducing that a bit differently. <laughs> yeah. So the first one was with Charlotte Bradshaw and Leslie Healy, and it was on the power of networking. So that was episode 115. You know, networking, it's been long recognized for its many benefits in any industry. It has the power to help you build awareness and, you know, learn about people you might have never known otherwise. And you can also meet potential future employers or employees. Knowing more people tends to be an advantage, just generally speaking. So anyways, this episode kind of discussed how networking really had a strong impact in the hair and beauty industry specifically. And it featured two women with years of experience in the trade, Salon Network founders, like I said, Charlotte Bradshaw, who has worked in the industry for the past 10 years, and Leslie Healy, who hails from a 12-year background in the corporate world. So yeah, without further ado, we'll play a few snippets here. 
you go on your own, you kind of have to walk in. So I just kind of go over to the person who I'm most frightened of looking at in the room and I would just go over, put my hand out and go, hi, I'm Charlotte. Um, this is what I do. Who are you? And I just break the ice that way. And I think sometimes when you come across quite confident like that, even though I have imposter syndrome uh, myself, <laughs> but I think sometimes if you, if you come across quite confident when you walk into a room, put your hand out to shake them. You know, people are very nice, especially because they're all in the same boat. I've met the most amazing people at networking events, people that you wouldn't meet in your everyday life. People invest in people uh, and, you know, you can't get your personality across, you know, online all of the time. You know, so when you meet somebody face to face, you know, people get a different understanding of who you are than you are when you're online, you know. Come out of your comfort zone and actually make your opinion known and show people that, that you're there and you want to be involved. Because the more you put yourself out there, the more people are going to approach you. And then the next episode we had was episode 116 with Jay Williams, who has already been on the show. And this episode came from a video series that he that he's doing himself, but you'll also find on the Forest blog. It's titled Eat This, Not That. And it's a leader's list of ingredients to create better communication. So what we learned in this episode was not only does he have two glasses in his fridge which is which is essentially a game of Russian roulette two yeah yeah two carafes sorry whereas like one is water and the other is vodka and also had to make a masculine mule but this episode was all about the difference between satisfied and loyal clients and why it matters and he had some really good points like he was actually asking us questions throughout the show I'm not going to do this episode just as talking about it. So I think we're just going to go straight into the clips here. Satisfaction and loyalty. If you looked at the two, the difference is, is loyalty has an emotional component to it. Where satisfaction is missing that element. Eight out of 10 clients leave for non-technical reasons. It has nothing to do with the cut or the color. The haircut can be subjective. What's not subjective is the way a person feels. As I talk to stylists and manufacturers and distributors and we have this conversation, the majority of people will say 70, 80, 90% of their success comes from their non-technical skills, the psychology, this emotional intelligence. When you look at their education over the last 12 months, it's reversed. 70, 80, 90% is cutting, coloring, and styling. Yet the number one thing that salons from a business perspective want is increased retention, referral, rebooking. You may have your people's mental, physical, and financial commitment, but not their emotional commitment. And you don't find out until you need it most. And if you have 63% retention, now not all 100% of that retention is loyalty. Your opportunity after this is one, to ask yourself, where do I need to build trust with the other 37%? And to look at that 63% and ask yourself, are they satisfied or are they loyal? And then the most recent episode that we had was with Emma Simmons on teamwork as a key factor for success in Salon 54's 30 Days to Grow Results. So what that episode was about was that's Emma Simmons, who's the salon owner of Salon 54, and she was a participant in the 30 Days to Grow. She was quite engaged, very interactive in, throughout the whole campaign. And we just thought, you know what, we have to get her on the show. And I'm so glad we did because... The amount that we learned from, so this wasn't Emma's first 
rodeo with 30 days to grow. She did it last year, kind of did it on her own, then got her, not so much got her team involved, but kind of went through the tasks and I suppose delegated them out. This year, it was all focused on teamwork and she got her team really involved, so much so that her team actually started taking ownership and coming to her outside of work with ideas. And she even had one staff member who like drastically increased her retail sales. And I don't want to give too much away because take a listen to this episode here. You'll be blown away by how well Salon 54 did just by involving everyone in the team. I saw that it was going to be much more team orientated and I wanted to kind of like do it again this year because just sort of dipping my toe in last year, we got some great results. So it was like, great, we can get the team on board at the beginning of the year and start as we mean to go on. Now they're all really interested in um, kind of like looking at their columns as their own little businesses. They're wanting to learn how to improve themselves, how to improve all their KPIs, like rebooking figures, retail figures and things. I think it's really helped with actually one of our lowest retailers um, who was consistently very, very low. Last week, her retail was 33% and she has come from about 2%. The week before, she'd done 29%. So it's not like just a fluke one week. She's consistently sort of up there as one of the top retailers now. Obviously, with the rebooking, I think um, during that month, we went up um, 6.5% just that month alone. I think our in um, as a salon, the retail at the moment um, after April um, is at about 28%. So that was our roundup of the episodes. Zoe, it's your turn to hit us with some blogs. Yeah, so two of the most popular ones this month. The first one's an old one, but it's a very popular one ever since we've released it. And it actually stemmed from an idea you had and through me when you were still on the marketing team, I think. You might have been still in marketing team. Anyways, it's uh, the three tips that will make your salon employee bios stand out. So based on our data, we know that one of the most popular features of our salon branded app is the staff profile section. But we also know, um, and especially me coming from a, a writing perspective, biographies are one of the hardest things to write. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's notorious. Every time they ask us for a little blurb about yourself, you go, my name is Killian. Um, yeah. I work. <laughs> it's like, what do you put in it? How long should it be? Um, you don't want to sound too boastful, but then you don't also want to underplay yourself. Like, it's so hard to navigate. I just have so much great stuff to talk about myself. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. So it's really hard. Yeah. So essentially this blog, and I'm not going to get into too much details because I want you to read it and have it on your side while you write your bio. But we have three tips for this, and they're pretty simple. The first one is to highlight your professional qualifications. The second is keep it short, make it personal. And the third one, especially in the hair and beauty industry, indicate what services people can be booked for. This is super important because people can go to anyone at any salon. Why should they go to this staff member in particular? And also, if I'm looking for, say, a head of highlights, I don't want to be matched up with the wrong stylist who doesn't do highlights, you know? It just makes sense. You need to highlight these things. So, like I said, on the blog itself, um, you'll have way more details into all of these different tips. But again, if you're struggling to write your employee bios, write a first version, get someone, especially if like it's one of your employees as well, you know, get them to write their take on it, come together with what you both have, try to mix it together and make the perfect version. It's a good exercise to do because you need to really be concise 
in the whole process, but um, you can navigate it. Don't get frustrated with it. Ask for feedback and just keep tipping away at it. Well, at the end of the day, it's your sales pitch. You want people to book in with you. Like (laughs) you want to utilize your time as much as possible. So how do you sell yourself? Like, what are your skills? Why would I pick you over someone else? And there's actually some clients of ours have done really good examples of it by getting quite creative. So I'd love to actually like see, I don't know if people sent us their online booking link, like to show us the different ways that they do these bios, because we have seen some really creative ones. I just want to see like how far can you get with being creative, but people still understand what you actually do? I think that could be a really good blog for you too. That could be really good. Yeah. So if you have, uh, you know, if you, you've heard, you've heard Killian, if you have anything for us, send us an email at forestfm at forest.com with those links. We'll check them out. Um, the second blog that was quite popular this month, we were tackling with Valerie Delforge, the beast of beauty, diversifying your salon service offerings. So I'll put you a bit of context around here. As a business strategist, it's not uncommon for Valerie to work with hairdressers who first either offer beauty services within their business or they want to introduce it into their menu or their offering. And while many people expect it to be an easy process, like, well, I have the space for a therapist uh, to come in. So, you know, they can use it. I'll rent the room. Easy peasy. (laughs) It's actually never that smooth. (laughs) And so she writes about like different things you need to take into consideration because actually the beauty industry in itself is a whole different way of working, thinking, uh, managing. So you need to like, first of all, understand your customers and their habits. You know, if, if you're a hair salon to begin with, people might have their habit already settled in for beauty and they probably go somewhere else if you don't offer, you know, beauty treatments in your, uh, in your salon at the moment. So you need to consider your, your customers and their current habits, define your marketing strategy. Um, she also discussed that, you know, just generally speaking, beauty therapists can't be treated the same as hairdressers just for the sake that it's not the same type of work. Beauty has established kind of breaks more often than not. So it's just a different way of thinking about how you run your schedule throughout the day, really. She talks about the dangers of renting out a room. She talks also about how to work with brands and um, how important it is to do your research before you actually start introducing those treatments um, into your offerings. And she says, if you're taking the leap, there's at least five things you need to put on your checklist. You have to look at your treatment menu, your investment, HR, uh, your procedures, and everything that is going to involve the change with your team. So all in all, the beast of beauty, like she says, it has to be thought about strategically. If you're going in thinking hair and beauty are cut out of the same cloth, you're you're going to be in for a shock. A big shock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And she also mentions that before making any decision, you should define a budget. Like although the margins can be higher in beauty, from the customer journey to the duration of the treatments, uh, it's the small details that matter. So be well prepared, in control. And if you do that, then diversifying your salon services will add a powerful and lucrative dimension to your business. Final mention about the Forest blog before I pass it over to you, Killian, with Forest Academy is um, Jay Williams' Eat This, Not That, A Leader's List of Ingredients to Create Better Communication. His video series is still ongoing on the Forest blog. We recently released episode four, which was titled Satisfied versus Loyal, and we talked about that in depth in an episode on Forest FM. But we still have two more upcoming episodes, and they're released every second week, so look out for that on the Forest blog. So Forest Academy, 
you probably have heard me talk about this for the last few weeks. And you know what? I'm probably going to talk about this for the next few weeks because this is a really cool new project that we've been working on. Forest Academy is its early access launch now that we've done. So anyone that is a forest client, it's your one-stop education shop. <laughs> Do you like what I did there? <laughs> Basically, it's your online learning portal full of fun, interactive and bite-sized self-taught training courses that cover each and every area of your forest system. And we've included a brand new course as well. It's the Getting Started with Forest course. So for anyone out there that's a forest client that has just taken on a new staff member and they've never had any experience of forest, now you won't need to get them booked into live training, which kind of involves trying to work out a schedule that works for us and you. We have this self-talk course. And if you email us at forestfm at forest.com and just email Killian, I want to book in for training or Forest Academy, I can get your new staff member set up for that. Or for yourself, we have a module on the Forest Go app. So we've an introduction course on that. And we have a course on the products and inventory. So we have three courses up there now. What can you expect from Forest Academy? Like I said, interactive online and on-demand training, learning on the go. So we have a downloadable app that you can access this learning portal from. We have a library of regularly added and updated courses. So we have three courses up there and you can expect to see more being added every month. Interactive forest systems. So for your new staff member, if they've never used Forest, they can use our test systems before using your Forest system just to build that confidence. Do some booking scenarios, paying through cash, doing end of day cash ups, anything like that. And last but not least, you also get Forest Academy certified as well now. So every course you complete, you'll get a certificate from us. So you can hand that up on your uh, wall in the back room. All about those accomplishments. <laughs> yeah, like gamification, <laughs> badges, awards, achievements. It's excitement like. It does though, it does. It makes a massive difference. So again, if you want to get set up for that, you can email us at forestfm at forest.com. And before we sign off this week, one last announcement. Um, it's a common one, the Salon Mentorship Hub. It's a place to connect whatever you're struggling with in the salon, from customer service to social media, finance, whatever it is. We've teamed up with industry coaches and consultants. And if you head over to salonmentors.forest.com, the link is also in the episode's show notes, um, you can book yourself in for a free 15 to 30-minute consultation on a topic of your choosing. Currently working with us on the Salon Mentorship Hub are coaches Valerie Delforge, Susan Routledge, Danielle Boucher, Richard McCabe, Phil Jackson, Jennifer Swain, Gloria Murray, David and Nicole Barnett, Stefania Rossi, Katie Lowndes, Susie K. Brooks, and Ryan Power. So again, to book your free consultation, head over to salonmentors.forest.com and know you do not need to be a forest client either to avail of this opportunity. And well, that's all we got for this week, guys. So as always, if you want to share your thoughts on this episode or have any suggestions, send us an email at forestfm at forest.com or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We genuinely love feedback and we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Otherwise, have a wonderful week and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z. Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.